Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever or wherever you are, welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, professional certified coach and practicing attorney, Laura Kelly. This past Monday was February 14th. This is not just my dear friend Juliana's birthday, but also a holiday fraught with all kinds of emotions, expectations, love, and possibly heartache. And if you're wondering why the Joyful Attorney is getting mushy talking about love and all that ish, well, I am a life coach. And relationships are absolutely fundamental to our lives. And relationships include, but are not limited to, our romantic partners. Also, I know there are a lot of both positive and negative emotions surrounding this day, so I figured it's worth exploring. So let's tackle some criticisms about Valentine's Day. It's true that Valentine's Day is a made-up holiday, but name a holiday that isn't made up. I'll wait. Every single holiday is a creation of the human mind. It's also true that it is a commercial holiday, but again, what holiday isn't? Uh, Team Joyful is telling me that MLK Day, President's Day, Labor Day are not commercial holidays. So my argument is falling apart as I talk. Anyway, Valentine's Day is the fifth largest consumer spending event behind what is lumped together as the winter holidays. And that includes Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Hanukkah. And even though we don't have a Thanksgiving gift-giving tradition just yet, give it time, just give it time, it is a major spending event with its own set of carefully crafted expectations, like moist turkey and a specific recipe for cornbread stuffing. I'm still waiting for Thanksgiving songs to become a thing. Anyway, why all the hate for a holiday that is about love? Well, in my humble opinion, Valentine's Day is fraught because of what we make it mean about ourselves, our relationships, our partners, the world at large, both positive and negative. For me personally, Valentine's Day has always been a huge disappointment. I've always dreamed about being whisked away for a romantic getaway and dozens of red roses. Okay, and maybe some lingerie, perfume, you know, the works, like in the movies or music videos from the 90s. And unfortunately for me, it's never happened. I would get dinner or no card or grocery store flowers that would inevitably die by the time I got home and managed to cut them and put them in a vase. I do want to say that I've always been a generous giver in my romantic relationships, in case you're thinking I'm a greedy guts. In the past, I've made my less than stellar Valentine's Days mean that my partner doesn't love me, that my relationship is not as good as my friends who were overflowing with gifts on social media. Probably deeper than all that, I let it be further evidence of how fundamentally unlovable I was and how I would never find true romantic love. Dramatic, right? all over what amounts to, at most, a couple hundred dollars worth of disposable consumer goods that don't mean anything about my fundamental worthiness as a human being. And I want you to consider, how was I showing up to my relationship when I was thinking that my partner doesn't love me, that my friend's partner was better than mine, 
and when I was thinking that I wasn't good enough. Do you think those thoughts produce loving, joyous, and warm emotions? That's a big nope. In fact, I was probably feeling disappointed, sadness, lack, unworthiness, all emotions that drive actions like being snippy, nagging, critical, etc. And those types of actions lead to the result of me not actually being the most considerate and loving partner. Hmm. Remember, our thoughts create our emotions, which drive our actions to produce our results. Maybe you're thinking, Laura, if my partner puts no effort into Valentine's Day, don't I have the right to be mad? You have the right to think any thought you want and feel your fifis, but the real question is, do your thoughts, feelings, and actions serve you? How does it serve you to get mad because your partner didn't spend hundreds of dollars on Valentine's Day? This work isn't about changing our circumstances, right? It's not about forcing our partners to do this or that for Valentine's Day. And would we even want to force them, right? It's about gaining awareness of our mind to choose thoughts, feelings, and actions that serve us. When we do that work, we get the results we want in our lives without changing our partner's behavior. So let's take a moment to explore Valentine's Day from the male perspective in a heteronormative relationship. What expectations, obligations, and pressures may they be showing up to with Valentine's Day? Maybe they're weary of being judged proportionally to the amount of gifts they give on this day. Some may even feel resentful that they believe they're obligated to demonstrate their love and worthiness in, that, in this manner. Maybe they fear they'll be seen as inadequate if their efforts are not well received. It's worthwhile to consider the thoughts, feelings, and actions that our partners may be bringing to the V-Day table. Resentment, obligation, pressure, and unworthiness are not emotions that drive generosity, warmth, love, and joy. And before you send me a nasty email, I know, not all men. Unfortunately, as humans, we really don't communicate how affected we are by our thoughts, feelings, and actions. We don't even recognize that these expectations, obligations, and pressures exist solely in our minds. I mean, sure, we've all read the five love languages and do our best, but unless we really explore our mind, oftentimes we aren't even aware of what's happening under the surface. When I was sitting through an uncomfortably quiet Valentine's dinner several years ago, after giving a gift but not receiving a gift, it didn't occur to me to question what was going on with my partner. I was just seething with unbridled fury at the disrespect and wondering why he couldn't just make things easy. These days, I have a lot more insight about my mind, which allows me to have a lot more compassion for other people, even in moments of distress. The truth is that exploring our thoughts, feelings, and actions leads to better relationships because it allows us to communicate in a more authentic and real way. It's hard. It's vulnerable. But only through pulling away the layers of meaning that are completely made up can we get to the heart of the issue. What matters most to us in relationships? I can guarantee you that no one would rather have an amazing Valentine's Day from a person who ultimately does not care about us. If the Tinder Swindler documentary on Netflix has taught us anything, it's that being swept off our feet with beautiful words and expensive trips does not a real loving relationship make. 
What do you really want from your romantic relationships? Are you giving what you want? And are you sure? And for those of us who spent Valentine's Day single, we aren't defined by our romantic relationships or lack thereof. I'd say the same thing to those who are coupled up. Are you giving the love you want to receive to yourself? Eckhart Tolle says, whatever you think the world is withholding from you, you are withholding from the world. Wherever you find lack inside of you, give, don't lend, just give. And please do not lend your billionaire boyfriend or girlfriend thousands of dollars to help them escape their enemies. Until next time, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.